Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the ISO. I'm your host, Andrew, and in today's episode, we're going to be going over a little bit more of the Toronto Raptors and Golden State Warriors finals. Um, Tonight is obviously game three um, in Golden State. We're going to touch on that. We're going to touch a little bit on the Miami Marlins and their recent success over the past weekend um, and currently what they've done in the week so far. Um, It was a big draft day for them as well. Um, We're going to be touching a little bit of that. I also want to go into a little bit of the Miami Dolphins. I feel like I haven't given them much love. Um, So here we go. So tonight is game three. Of the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Um, and it's the first game of the Finals in Golden State, which is weird to say. Because the Raptors do have the number one seed overall in the NBA. And just real quickly, Clay Thompson is questionable for tonight's game. Due to his hamstring that he pulled late in the third, I think it was, or the fourth of the last game. Um, Kevin Durant is obviously going to be out. Uh, so just talking a little bit about the Warriors and how I project them to go around game three, the first game at home, obviously in the finals, like I said before, um, I think it's the Golden State Warriors. I think that, you know, they're obviously missing a lot of players, but again, you can I talked a little bit on the last podcast about championship heart, and that's something that you can't underestimate. Um, they're obviously getting DeMarcus Cousins. Um, they're stringing him along a little bit, and uh, I think a big reason as to why they won game two is because of the performance of DeMarcus Cousins and what he was able to do. Um I think in Game 3, Golden State's going to have to ride a lot more with DeMarcus as well. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the Toronto Raptors play Steph Curry um, with all these weapons out. Um, I think that uh, Draymond Green, obviously, it's the, the transformation that he's had since Kevin Durant has been out is is really amazing. I mean, we haven't seen this level of basketball from him since obviously before Kevin Durant joined the team. Um, and his playmaking ability is just off the charts. Um, you never see him make a bad play. You never see him make a bad, um, you just never, you never see him make a bad play. He's always making a high, high Q level basketball play always passing up on good shots to get better shots. And it's so cliche, but it's if you just take time and you just watch him, you'll just see amazing basketball plays. Um, as for the Raptors, um, they're going into game three. I think it they're taking it very, um, very, you know, critically, I guess is the word. Um, I think that they feel like if they lose tonight without Clay Thompson and with all the injuries that they have with Kevin Looney and Kevin Durant, obviously, um, 
I think they'll be pretty deflated. Um, but again, I if we're talking about my opinion, I don't think the Raptors lose tonight. Um, I think they have more to win if they win this game. They'll obviously go up in the series 2-1. Um, but I think they need... It's, it'll be interesting to see how their role players play in this pivotal game three since it's the first game away from Toronto. And usually your role players regress and your star player has to elevate them. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I think Quinn Cook stepping up the way that he's been stepping up in the finals is very important to what the Warriors are able to do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Another side note I want to say is OG and Anobi should be um, playing this game. Um, so that'll be another important bench piece that they bring off, the Raptors that they bring off the bench. Um, I think that when the Toronto Raptors played the boxing one against Steph Curry, I think that... Um, that kind of got in his head a little bit. I know he was trying at the end of the game to use that as, I guess, he he used, he used termed it as disrespectful to the rest of the Warriors, but I think it was actually a pretty smart move by the Raptors at that point. Um, it was just practically Curry and Draymond on the court, um, and I think that that was a pretty smart move all in all. All right, moving right along. Uh, before we get into the sixteen to zero ass whooping that the Marlins have laid on the Milwaukee Brewers doorstep, um, we need to get into the draft that the Marlins had on Monday night. Um, we had the fourth overall pick, and they went ahead and selected JJ Blade, who. Many believe had the big, the most power in this draft this year. Um, I've read in a few places that they've done a ton of homework on JJ Blade, um, that they fell in love with him. Um, I read that Derek Jeter went to one of his games, and in that game, he went five for five with a home run and a couple RBIs. Um, so I'm very happy with that first pick. It seems like the Marlins are just stockpiling outfielders. Um, and that's that continues on from last year when they drafted Connor Scott in the first round. Um, in the second round of 2019 draft, they also selected Cameron Meisner um, out of Missouri. Um, he pro- He projects to be a total five-tool player, and many think that he was a steal. Um, there, he has above-average run. He's an above-average runner. He's six foot four, two hundred thirteen pounds. Um, plays a solid center field with good instincts and has an explosive first step. Um, he also has an above-average arm. Um. He plays center field. Scouts think that Meisner has an outstanding feel for the strike zone, um, but a bit passive approach 
it, you know, that's hurt him when he played in the SEC this year. Um, he's hitting 211, which is not so good. You want to see him have that number up. Um, but outside of the SEC, he's hitting 289, which is not, not that bad at all, actually. Um, just the biggest exciting thing is that Cameron could do a lot of things. And if he turns out to, uh, to pan out, um, that could be a, a very good steal in the second round for the Marlins. Um, their third pick um, was a shortstop by the name of um, Nassim Nunez. Um, he's out of high school. Uh, supposedly his his defense is his calling card. Um, if he can figure out how to hit, uh, I think he's going to be a great a uh, great asset for the Marlins. Um, and so that's basically what happened on the draft night. Um, so let's get into this butt whooping that the Marlins served up for the Brewers. Uh, before this game even started, the only thing I could think about was that that trade that the Marlins made with Christian Yelich, in which we got Lewis Brinson and Monte Harris, Mer- Harrison. Um... It completely, I thought that Yelich was going to go off, and it was the complete opposite. Um, the Marlins put up 11 runs. 11, let me say that again. 11 runs in the fifth inning. That is crazy. Each, everybody in the Marlins rotation got an RBI. That hasn't happened since 1997. So, in a year where everyone is smashing the Marlins hitting, obviously they set records on offense, putting up runs on the board. And you know, they may not have many pow- much power, they may not have much power, but at the end of the day, they keep the line moving, as they would say. Um as I mentioned, Everybody got a hit in that fifth inning. Um, Sorry, everybody got an RBI in that inning. Uh, And it was just, it was was an amazing game. Garrett Cooper um, apparently just collects hits in bunches. Um, He hit twice in that inning. He collected a hit twice in that inning. Um, Other notable standouts... In turn, in that game, uh, was Brett uh, Brian Anderson, who had a hit and two RBIs. Starlin Castro had a home run with three RBIs. Um, and Pablo Lopez really had a great game pitching. He went six innings with seven Ks, and you know the Milwaukee Brewers lineup is nothing to nothing to gloss over. I mean. Like that that lineup is is really good. Um they have Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich, obviously. Um he's putting up historic numbers, hitting three twenty. Um so really good game by the Miami Marlins. Um something else I wanna go over real quick with the Marlins. Uh their past three games, you'll never guess this. They put up nine points. On Saturday, nine points on Sunday, and sixteen points up last night, Tuesday. 
That's absurd, especially for this team. Um, they take on the Milwaukee Brewers again tonight at 7.40. Um, so we'll see if I have another update for you guys later on in the week in regards to them. Um, I'm excited to see them play. Uh, they just have a never-die mentality right now, and it's pretty exciting to see. They're obviously... There's not anything else going on for South Florida right now, so they're the main attraction. And so far, they're showing up. So good job by them. I'm I'm actually pretty pleased with them. The last thing I want to cover on the second episode of the ISO um, are the Dolphins minicamp. It's mandatory minicamp that started yesterday. Um, obviously, the big news out of it was that Rashad Jones made his illustrious return. Um, after skipping all of voluntary, um, I don't know. I this is a tough subject to talk about because um, Rashad Jones has been such a staple in the Dolphins' defense. Um, but I could see why both parties are upset. Um, obviously, if I'm Rashad Jones and I'm one of the team's captains, I'm showing up to voluntary. Just because that's, that's what leaders do, man. They show up to the voluntary even when things aren't going well for them. Um, if you're a leader, that's just what you do. That, if you ask me, that's my opinion. Now, I understand why you would stay away. Um, injuries do happen at these camps. Um, so... Good for him that he was able to work out and do himself. And mm-hmm. uh, supposedly he was in great shape. That's fine. Um, He said he loves the city. He loves the fans. And then that he would love to be a part of the Dolphins organization. Um, Nothing too outstanding about that. Um, I haven't talked about the Ryan Fitzpatrick or and the Josh Rosen controversy i think that as a dolphins fan i'm happy that we finally have a little controversy at quarterback a little qb battle brewing um i've i think that competition does um help players become better i think ryan Tannehill never had anybody to really challenge him uh, or force him to step up. Uh, I think it's obvious that um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is obviously the clear leader right now. Um, he's the veteran. He's 36, 37. Uh, I'm not surprised that he's winning the, the QB battle right now against Josh Rosen. And that's not to say that Josh Rosen is playing poor or anything. Um it just, it is what it is. You know, if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're a smart quarterback. You've been in so many systems that, you know, you already know them. Um, and so I don't like that we're going to get into these camps and, you know, a lot of people are going to be poo-pooing Josh Rosen because he's not being able to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick so far. Um when the pads aren't even on yet. And that's what I think is going to be 
you know, the main the main cog in all of this is the O line. And these quarterbacks are not gonna have many much time to throw the ball further than like five yards. And if they do, it's because they were able to move around the pocket with their legs or roll out of the pocket. Um and if that's the case, I'm going with Josh Rosen because I feel like he's probably the most athletic of the two. Um, but again, it'll be interesting to see how that old line kind of sways the QB battle in terms of who has that time to dissect the defense or who could even read the defense in that time. Um, I think the Dolphins' defense uh, is going to be very interesting, to say the least. Uh, so... Back in New England, when uh, Coach Flo is their defensive coordinator, uh, I think that he used a lot of DBs, and I think that if the Dolphins have anything in abundance, it's DBs. Whether it's uh, Xavier Howard, who we just locked up to a huge contract, and I'm really happy for that. Um, I th- I think it's great that we finally are locking up our draft picks. Um, so I think he was a great, great signing. Um, I think Rashad Jones, if he's able to play, I think he's obviously going to contribute. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ McDonald, uh, Bobby McCain and, uh, Roe that we just got from the Patriots. Um, it'll be interesting to see exactly, um, how they gel together and, the way that Coach Flo uses them. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to have Bobby McCain play in the sh- in uh, safety position. I think he's a little bit um, too short or too small to put at safety. Um, I love our first-round pick, Christian Wilkins. I think he's going to be a great centerpiece to build that defense around. Um, I love his personality. I think that's somebody that Miami will gravitate towards. Um, so I can't wait for that se- for this season to start, let alone the the uh, the camps that we're going to be seeing here. Um, this week is the man is the mandatory mini camp, and then we have I think it's like a month or two to uh, training camp actually starts. That's when things are going to get really interesting with pads coming on and everything. Um, So we'll see Um, if there's any other uh, news that comes out of Miami. um, I'm going to try to cover it here on the ISO. Um, So that's that. That's going to do it for the second episode of the ISO. Um, I'm really excited that I finally found... Uh, this app so I could create this podcast. Um, I really don't have the means or the know-how to create podcasts. Um, but so far, this podcast app has been great for me. Um, it's super easy. Um, I'm not going to be doing any more ads on this podcast. Um, I wanted to be, I wanted to have third-party music onto it. Um, so I can open and close with really good music and show you guys, um, just exactly who I am and more personality on the pod. 
Um, hopefully I'll be able to get a guest or two. Um, it is kind of silly. I feel, I do feel silly sometimes just talking to myself, um, and recording it and putting it on this pod, but, um, hopefully you guys are enjoying the content on it so far. Um, if you are, if you aren't, let me know. Um, um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I've changed my at so many times. Uh, this is this is really embarrassing right now. Follow me at on Twitter at damn Drew. Um, it's damn underscore Drew. D R U. Um, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know how I can improve. Uh, I love this project that I'm doing. So uh, that's it for now. Um, I'll talk to you on the next one.